you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. This episode is super special. Probably going to be one of my favorite episodes of all time because I have my nephew here. My nephew has been here from Toronto for about a week and it's been absolute pleasure. Parth is an incredible kid. He's 14 years old. So when he said he was going to be here for a week, I was actually sweating because I didn't know what, you know, what kind of experience he's going to have. But each day he has been meeting with sales, marketing, customer success team, different people. He has been going for lunch with other people. He's been learning about the business. So I asked him to come up here and hopefully we're going to learn something really cool from the eyes and ears of a 14-year-old. So Parth, welcome to the show. Well, good to be here. Pretty excited, kind of nervous. Yeah? Yeah, so should be fun. Should be fun, man. Yeah. So, part introduce yourself, tell what you like, what you don't like. And as you introduce yourself, tell, uh, share a fun fact about you. Yeah, no problem. All right. So, my name is Parte Wade. I am from Toronto. As you know, I'm 14 years old, going into grade 10. Really wanted to come here to learn more about business. I want to get a sense of the different fields, what it's like to take part in a real life business in the world. Because classes can only teach you so much. So, I wanted to go out there and learn for myself. And yeah, I like to play tennis, soccer with my brother. He's eight years old. And a fun fact about myself is that this year I'm actually planning on taking a grade 10 and grade 11 math course in the same year. So that way in grade 11, I can jump on my grade 12 math and send in my university application earlier. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you know, that sounds fun to you. It doesn't sound fun to me. That seems like that's a lot of work. Yeah, well, it should be worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. absolutely. So you can ask, uh, everybody listening can probably, you know, is laughing right now thinking like, man, this kid is, is amazing. So, um, so so let's go day by day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all four days that you've been here. Uh, I would love to hear what was your routine like, who you met, what you learned. And we'll just keep it short and sweet and uh, and really leave everybody with a question or a challenge that you have in your mind as yeah, you've gone yeah. through this experience. So Monday morning. All right. So Monday, come out of the office and I am super nervous. But the first thing I see is that this terminus office is not even an office. It was so open. <laughs> there were pictures all over the walls. Their meeting rooms had superhero names. As my uncle was going around, everyone was getting up, giving him a handshake, talking about their day. They made no effort to be quiet. They were all, you know, they were speaking their mind. And that really struck me at that moment that this is a really, you know, modern office. They're taking a break from those traditional office and stored up in cubicles. And I really love that. And I'm going to talk about that later on. So, yeah. But the first thing I did is I met with Lucas, who is the head of the SDR team, if I'm not wrong. And he invited me on one of those 30-minute meetings that he had with a salesperson, not sure the name, but he was talking to him about their sales quota and how he was doing an amazing job setting up demos with different companies. And honestly, at that point, I didn't really know what was going on, but all I knew is that that was really interesting. And even though that Lucas was the salesperson's boss, he wasn't speaking to him in a mean, you know, like a traditional boss way. It was like a conversation. They were talking to each other. Instead, it wasn't just how was your work been, do this, do that. It was how was your day, what's going on at home, 
So just a mix in between personal and office. They really have a relationship and it's not just a boss and employee. You know, it's like a friend to friend. So that was great. And after that meeting, I sat with the SDR team and I learned the whole process that the team goes through. So essentially they have one salesperson that takes care of companies within the 50 to 100 employee range, 100, 200 employee range and so on. So the first and foremost thing is that they divide up the territory. They have their own little space where they can talk to companies, say if they would be a good fit for Terminus. So, so did they did they walk you through the technology and wh- how they do the calls, how do they set up meetings? Yep, yep. And I actually got a chance to sit in with one of those calls. Right. Granted, no one uh, picked up, but <laughs> it was still a good experience. I mean, yeah. So that you heard, you you probably I don't know how much you realize this, but you saw the power of people being persistent and working hard yeah. uh, in a in a way where mm-hmm. they don't even get a no, right? They yeah. get a, you know, nobody picking up the phone. They're exactly. not even getting a no, but that they're still happy in doing what they do. Yeah, so I was sitting with a salesperson. He was making 10 calls and no one picked up. Yet, you even after that, after someone didn't pick up, he left a voicemail and that voicemail was, you know, full of passion. You know, he marked down, <laughs> didn't respond, left a voicemail. Yeah. But like his, like, he didn't feel let down. He was just more and more motivated that the next person he gets, maybe they'll pick up and he has what he wants to say out in front of him. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that, that's something for every SDR to listen to this part is that, you know what he thought about part? He thought that, man, I've made 10 calls and nobody picked up. That means I'm that much closer to the one who's going to pick up in the top yeah, 15, yeah. right? It felt like that for sure. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Awesome. Yeah. So anyways, back to the SDR team. So what they do is that they go through lists and lists of businesses, and once they find a business that's within their territory, within their employee range, they do a little bit of research, find out what exactly that company does, and if there are any interests in ABM marketing. So they go into their contact list within LinkedIn, if I'm not wrong. Right. They search for uh, the marketing role, and they try to contact them, and hopefully they respond within an email or a call. Mm-hmm. And their end goal really is to set up a demo to see if, like a terminus and ABM marketing right for them, right for their business. So yeah, and after obviously, if the demo is successful and the company is like, yeah, super interested in that, then they hand it over to the other parts of the sales team, which try to close up the deal and make money for terminus. Yeah, yeah. that that's the fun. That yeah. is the part that keeps yep. the business running. The exactly. account executive yeah. team. Awesome. What happened? You had those meetings, and then you also were as part of Lucas and Tony. I call it the Lucas and Tony show. Yeah, uh, that was AM. great. Honestly, the whole energy and vibe there was awesome. So they were doing a quick recap of last week. Huge highlights of a couple of the people on the SDR team. They have like a sales quota they have to finish. So if I'm not wrong, one salesperson that week had set up nine demos, yep. which is crazy <laughs> because the salesperson I was talking to said three demos is a good number to try to hit that week. And nine demos, that just seems insane. Blowing your mind, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once again, Every time they did a sale, it wasn't a good job. They got to hit a huge bomb, make a lot of noise. Yeah. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So every Monday morning, Lucas, Tony, the, the sales team and the marketing team, all of them sit down uh, together and then they literally celebrate at 9 a.m. the wins from last week and, and Parv got to witness yeah. that and he's like, well, was that a meeting or yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. But that's super important because it was a Monday morning. Yeah. So a lot of people were kind of weary of the yeah. weekends over after go through another five days. Yeah. But honestly, I can't see why anyone would feel that way of working in a place like that. I mean, so much energy, so much talking around, going on. There were rap songs, <laughs> blasting through speakers. It was awesome. It was like 
you know? Yeah. It wakes people up. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. What happened after that meet? So after that, got a little break time, let all those facts settle in. So I was took a little time to make sure I got everything. And later that afternoon, I got to sit in on a marketing meeting. All right. And that was by far the best part of my week. And this might sound a little amusing, <laughs> but the reason I liked it so much, it, it didn't even feel like a meeting. There was no strict agenda or anything. It was a bunch of extremely smart people getting together in a room, talking about what they're doing in their work, what's going good, what's not going so good. And everyone wasn't just focused on their part of the job. They were focused on helping other people. So it really felt like a marketing team instead of just one guy doing what he has to do to get out of the day and make money. Yeah. They have their relationships and it was amazing. Yeah. And in that meeting, I learned about uh, multi-channel marketing. Mm -hmm. So there's direct channels and indirect channels. So channels could be ads, social media, newspapers, talks that you go to, some presentations that you guys give. And throughout the week, I heard about some boot camp. Yep. And there There's a sales boot camp. Event yeah. that was going on. So that was a good place to market what you guys had. You guys yep. just released a new platform. Right. Right. So ABM platform. Yep. Yeah. That was, I heard about that a lot. And <laughs> that, everyone was like recuperating from that week because it yeah. seemed like it was super intense and yeah. crazy. Yeah, so we, we, we're reflecting back. We're coming back from the Flip My Funnel conference. Right before that, we did, we did Untapped, which is a customer conference. So every And then we launched the platform a couple of weeks ago. While you're listening to this podcast, you, it's been a week at, at least. And so everybody's still trying to figure out and, and trying to adjust to the day-to-day because it has been crazy schedule for the last month or so. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my Monday. All right. After that day, I felt awesome. Like, even though it was a lot of process... I mean, I really had no business class until now. Yeah. So a lot of these concepts and terms that they use, I didn't really understand. But, uh, you know, I went home, had a little time to think, put them in context. And what I did understand, maybe hopefully, I'm assuming it was like 60% of it, which I'm happy with. I felt amazing. It was a lot to learn, but it was super fun. It wasn't like a class, take notes, take notes. Yeah. You know, there's someone drilling you with information. Uh, whoever I sat with, they explained to me. They let me have time to think. They gave me examples. And one person who really did that for me was Brianna, mm. who I sat with Tuesday morning, yep. who is the junior digital strategist. So her job in particular was one of the more interesting jobs in Terminus, I feel. Rather tedious, but yeah. it was awesome, really. So she walked me through the process of how she launches ads, which I learned later on are called creatives. Mm-hmm. The whole time she was talking <laughs> to me, she said creatives, creatives, creatives. In my mind, I was like, well, what is this? So. I, Did you I ask her? her? Yeah, I asked yeah. her later on. That's good. You know, once she like paused her talking, I was like, so what are creatives? And she laughed. She's like, well, they're another name for ads. So I was like, and then my brain was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. So yeah, so the process of how she launches her the ads to the websites. Yep. So, But she spent a good 10 minutes or so validating all the ads mm. to different websites. And I was amazed not only to how hard she works in doing that and how tedious it was, but to how there was no easier way yeah. to do that. And I feel like maybe hopefully later on, someone will come up with an easier way so people don't have to do that. You know, yeah. it's much more effective if there was an easier way, maybe right. a program or something that does that for you. Yep. So you can get more done throughout your day. Yeah. But still, she also made sure that the ads were being placed at specific times of the day to prevent any fraudulent activity. Yep. She made sure there was nothing going on between 12 to 5. Because that, you know, that seems to be yeah. like the, the hack time, right? Yep. And, for example, Saturdays and Sundays, she made sure to put those ads on later throughout the day because everyone mm. likes to sleep in right. at the time. So no one, if you do put it earlier times, it's not going to be very effective. That's great. Because no one's yeah. going to be 
you know, clicking Looking on those ads. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, so she told me that there are some customers who come up to them and say, I only want ads on a Monday and a Tuesday from nine to five. Mm. For whatever reason, they mm. say that. So she told me how exactly she does that. And that was awesome. You know, that what's interesting and for people listening and who don't know about Terminus and ad platform, for the most part, ads are a place where, you know, the ads work really well. At the same time, they can be really shitty. That's where most of the fraud happens. So we at, at Terminus take, we have a whole team dedicated to, and that's what part at a time to kind of sit down. It's a very tedious job. Yeah. Their algorithms and everything that does almost 90% of the cleanup, we still have to have human intervention there because we, we know that people find hacks every day. So that's one of the reasons sure. why Brianna is really spending the time because we, we can't just rely on, on technology to do all of that. So it was very interesting that you picked up on that. Yeah. Although I didn't tell her at the time, I was actually pretty surprised that she also had to take care of making sure there was no fraudulent activity going on because yeah. it seemed like she has already has so much on her plate, <laughs> you know, going through, validating everything. I was like, you do that too. Yeah. You know, hopefully she hears this because I didn't get a chance to say that to her. That's awesome. In my mind, I was like, wow, that's a big, big job. Yeah. You know, but yeah, she was really helpful, really nice. She let things settle in my brain instead of just talking, talking, talking. (laughs) You know, gave me a chance. She demoed what she does to one specific like ad platform. And it was great spending time with her. So that's fantastic, man. So then we had lunch. Yes. All hands. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I got up there. Yeah. You know. My fun fact was uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> Which uh, was supposed to be. Yeah, then, yeah. So, but anyways, the All Hands was an awesome place to be. Everyone, the entire company gets together and the whole vibe there is super positive. Everyone is just, you know, there. Yeah. No one's, you know, thinking about work. No one has their laptop typing, typing, typing. Whoever is saying something, they're all focused and they all want to be engaged in what's going on. And all these little meetings, all hands, the Monday morning yeah. sales meeting yeah. that they have is really important for people to not feel like they're just head down yeah. through their work. Or disconnected work. from what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. So um, so every every Tuesday we do all hands where everybody comes together and everybody shares something and we have food for everybody. So everybody's there. We let new hires introduce. So we also had Parth introduce himself and share, share fun facts <laughs> about it. So. Yeah. All right. What happened after that? So after that was the afternoon, a little chance to read a book. And after that, I talked with Sunny, who is the product manager at Terminus. And her job was really, really cool. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say all the jobs are really fascinating and really cool because it really, really was. And it's funny because I came here to kind of like narrow down and choose what I want to do, like what field I yeah. want to go in. But after this, I'm like, everything is <laughs> good. You know, if it's possible, I'm even more lost. You know, yeah. it's like. I came in like, oh, marketing sounds cool. So what yeah. else is there? Yeah. Maybe after all of this, I'm still going to be marketing. Yeah. And now I'm like, God, it's everywhere. It's yeah. just cool stuff going on. And maybe, maybe, and maybe the bigger point could be, is it that if you have the great culture and if people are passionate about whatever they're doing, yeah. any job could be cool yeah. as long yeah. as you're passionate yeah. about it. I do feel that if the people who were talking to me was really dreary, they had no interest in their job, I also wouldn't feel that yeah. their job was any good. You know, yeah. like just looking at them, if the person is really happy and engaged, I'm like, well, clearly she's happy in what she's doing. Yeah. Or else if someone's like, 
head down, like, <laughs> yeah. this is what I do. So Yeah, like the Brianna on the ad hoc yeah. scene had all, has all the right to be right. not happy. Yeah, <laughs> like, even though she was super happy, kind of engaged, telling what she does, asking me if she had any questions. Yeah. And um, so did Sunny. Yeah. And Sunny had awesome energy. She yeah, was, she you know, was crazy. She was amazing. Her laughter keeps the whole office yep, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, her job, I could navigate and kind of understand a little bit more easily. And I think if we narrowed down three main points, and Sunny, if you're listening to this, yeah. I know you have a bigger job, but this is what I got out of it. <laughs> so I know she helped design the new pro- uh, new platform, which is like a combination of sorts with Terminus and BrightFunnel, which you guys acquired in January, yep. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Sunny told me about that. And she also talks with customers, really, to find out what new features they want on the platform or what they say, you know what, I'm looking through this and I just don't understand why you guys are doing mm. this. It's not making any sense to me. It's very unclear. So she talks with them, finds out what they want, and she kind of like demoed it with me. Yeah. You know? Like like, she did. She did yeah. the whole demo. Of the yeah. Plot. And that was really good. Even though the customer fake, I mean, yeah. I was presenting to be the customer. Yeah. The way she was talking to me was awesome. She was like really considerate. She was like, how's your day? Yeah. Like a personal touch. The customer who's talking to her, she's like, or the customer's like, you know what? I really feel like you want to help me. Yeah. So let me tell you what I want to tell you. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the last thing she does is that she works closely with the engineering team. Mm-hmm. So after the customer tells her, you know what, I don't really like this. So she goes to the engineering team. She's like, you know what, my customer just said that this part of the platform isn't that good. So let's fix it. And she spends a lot of time with the engineering team. And she showed me some of the problems. And when she was demoing, she actually found a new problem. Yeah. So she actually showed me what she does. She walks over there. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just found this thing and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So how about we fix it? Yeah. And that was great. There was a lot of uh, communication between the two teams, yeah. which we don't see a lot in some companies. Everyone's doing what they do, doing what they do and getting out at 5 p.m. Yeah. So that was awesome. That's great. That's yeah. great. All right. So you met sales and marketing on Monday. You were at all hands and then you met with the product team on Tuesday. Yeah. What next? How are you feeling at this point on Tuesday? Tuesday, honestly... I'm feeling as good as I did on Monday. Everything's making more sense to me as my yeah. second day there. The first day was kind of like crazy, you know, this, yeah. this, this, yeah. this. But now the second day, I'm getting a chance to really understand what people do. Feeling, you know, comfortable in the office, knowing where to go. Yeah. People so, know you. Yeah, and people, people are know, yeah, stopping people by. People come here and say hi. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So yeah, nice. you're at all hands. Yeah. Everybody knows you now. Yeah. So after that, everyone's like, hey, I like your uh, little presentation <laughs> all hands. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever works. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. Wednesday. Wednesday was the biggest day of the week. No doubt. No doubt. Because I got an incredible opportunity to sit in a leadership meeting. Uh, and I learned like a huge plethora of new information. Yeah. It was a, so just to, just yeah. to give everybody context, once a month, our executive team does this lead program, which is helping us be better managers and better leaders. And we have an, an outside consultant come in and we spend about four hours, so like 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at 12, you know, at noon, we were all sitting together in this off-site location and part, uh, uh, it was a perfect week for you to be there. Yeah. And yeah. we were, we were just trying to understand and learn and reflect back on all the craziness that happens in mm-hmm. our company and, and trying to make sense. And the, the, the people in this room are all the executive team, so all C-level executives as well as all the VPs. It's a really interesting mix. So go yeah. for it. I want to make, make yeah. sure that people know who, so, who this That was huge. There was a lot of information to process. I think that day alone, I probably took like 15 pages of notes. <laughs> and after that day was over, I just go back and check. I'm like, whoa, yeah. you know, there's so much things I learned from this. But uh, one of my biggest takeaways that I got from the meeting 
is how leaders and honestly how everyone deals with change differently mm. and what leaders themselves can do to enforce and help other people who aren't getting through change as positively as they would hope, how they can also deal with it and help them. So change obviously is inevitable. So whether the change is bad or good, it's going to arrive and leaders need to do a good job of embracing it and acting positively with change. So leaders not only should do that and come to terms with them, themselves, yeah. they also have to support others who are going through changes, maybe not as positive for them. So you need to really be super empathetic. Mm. That was a big lesson I learned there. Yeah. You know, going back and talking to them, like maybe one-on-one, if they're having an especially hard time dealing with this change and just talking to them, making them feel like bringing them down to like your level, right? Bringing yep. yourself down to their level, even though they're you're their boss, you yep. want to make them feel like known that, yes, I know that you're dealing with this problem and yeah, I've been there or I can understand what it feels like. Just yeah. put yourself in their shoes and uh, try to understand that what they're going through must really impact their life, personal, social, etc. So try to make them feel like, you know, yeah. it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was big. And, and a lot of the change that Parth is talking about that was talked about was we launched a platform. We had one of the biggest conferences. We have our best, biggest customer conference as well. We have changing so many different things. We're going mid-market enterprise. We're changing pricing. We're, we're changing so many things. And the company is growing. The acquisition was also part of it. So everybody's feeling like, wow, there's a never-ending list of priorities. And sometimes some leaders are able to move and cross the chasm and say, oh, yeah, this, this is great. This is actually amazing that we get to do it, while some are just overwhelmed. And part of was obviously watching this and, and listening to is that, wow, that, that we all need to take the time to meet people where they are and then bring them along as opposed to just feeling like upset and frustrated about it. Okay. And uh, throughout that meeting, I also learned about the principle of change. And uh, this was mentioned by Bob Lewis. Yeah. Was directing the whole meeting. Amazing guy. And uh, can I just say, he was awesome. Like, he has <laughs> so much like wisdom and knowledge about what he's talking about. He's so passionate. He can go through this for hours. It was four hours. He was just talking and talking. <laughs> and it was awesome. He really knew what he was talking about. And he did a great job there. Yeah. But anyways, he introduced me to a principle of change mm. called a seven by seven. <laughs> so Yeah, what is seven by seven? Yeah, so basically if there's someone who isn't really responding to what you're telling them to do or what you're just not responding to change, you can tell them seven times, you know, in seven different ways. Hence, a seven times seven. You know? It's so crazy. Did yeah. you did you like think about like well, what do you think about that idea? Do you, do you I think it's a great idea because definitely people understand and they comprehend things in different ways, right? So maybe the first time they get it, and if it's bad news, they like the first time, the moment they hear something bad, they're like, oh, you know, they their mood is down. They're yeah. like, you know, forget about this, right? Yeah. If you keep telling them and they start to understand more, that okay, uh, yes, this is happening, but what can I do now to get ahead and move forward. Mm. And maybe that won't get to them the first time it's mentioned to them, maybe the fifth time or sixth time, right. get it through their head. Like, okay, you know what? This is happening. Yeah. Now let's move past this and get forward. So it was, it's a great rule. And I think it can be applied to many different situations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that was my greatest takeaway too, like seven different ways, which meant, well, we, it's not good enough to just make an announcement and, s- and expect the entire organization to change. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do the announcement, maybe, and they, they just required us to think about, well, we need to have a communication plan of seven different ways. And that could include a all hand, that could include just one-on-one meetings, that could include small group meetings, that could include emails, that could include conversations, videos, whatever it is. We just have to find ways that people, because people react to things differently yeah, exactly. and they consume information differently. 
and people, some people need different amount of time to process it. So yeah. I, that was my biggest takeaway. So I'm glad that yeah. resonated with you. It's stuck with me. I think it's going to stick with me for a long time. Seven times, seven. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a clever name too. Yeah. So yeah. That's and, Bob Lewis. Yep. <laughs> and another thing I learned was how important it is for leaders to make sure their team really understands what's being asked of them or what's going on. So if you sense that there's someone in your team or one of your employees just don't really get what's going on, if for a leader, it's really important for them not to just brush it off, like they should get it or let them figure it out. You should like follow up for them. For example, if you have a meeting and you sense that one of your employees aren't really getting what's going on, after the meeting, go down and sit with them one-on-one and make sure they're understanding what's going on. And if they have any questions that maybe they're not comfortable sharing with everyone else, maybe they're feeling everyone else gets it, so maybe I should, and they just keep quiet. So you should go with them one-on-one, see what's going on, making sure they understand, asking if they have any questions, making them feel comfortable in the environment they're working in, which is really important for leaders to understand and do on a daily basis, I feel. Awesome. All right. What happened next? Then I was introduced to active listening, and that was rather amusing because we were talking about the different stages of active listening, from not listening at all to listening with your eyes, ears, your face. And there was one level of listening where you're pretending to listen, you know, like you <laughs> hear the other person speaking and you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking back to how many times I do this on a daily basis. <laughs> Who do you do that with most? Ah, a lot of people. Sometimes my friends, you know, if they're going on and on about a yeah. topic that I don't care about, they're yeah. like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we- you know? Yeah, we all would think about like, I was thinking about like how many times I do that with Krish. Yeah, my son is yeah. he's eight and I'm like, Yeah, love or Kiara of mm-hmm. my daughter and I would just say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they have to yell like yeah. Dad, like are you listening, yeah. Papa? And I'm exactly. like, Oh yeah, what are you saying? I've done that. That was an amusing moment, but really helped me understand like what sometimes I need to do. Like I now I understand that maybe doing that is not the best scenario. Right. And they also have something important to say that that's why they're saying it. So I should just take more of an effort to really understand what they're talking about. Think before you speak mm. was another good lesson I learned. Instead of, as soon as a person starts talking, I know I do this a lot, is I already form my opinion, mm. you know? Like if when they start talking about something that's going on in their life, I'm like, you know what? You could have done this, you could have yeah. done that. Instead of really listening to what they have to say and um, being empathetic, putting myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and, you know, thinking about what they're having to say before I open my mouth. Right. So that was another huge takeaway that I got from that. Yeah. yeah I think uh, Courtney was talking about quick to listen and yeah. slow to speak. Yeah. Uh, I think quick to listen, slow to speak is such a good way to think about it. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's Wednesday. That was Wednesday. And yeah. That was only four hours. But after that, I was like, <laughs> whoa, that was a lot. Like, I need to calm myself down. I yeah. feel like I was going to explode. <laughs> but that was a great meeting. That's yeah. awesome. All right. What was Thursday about? Thursday. Now, Thursday was really, really interesting because... I got like a chance to sit in with a sales presentation mm-hmm. for a newer employee and uh, Meg was giving the presentation and I just want to say she has a really good presentation skills, mm-hmm. you know, with her hand gestures and not just staring at the screen. Yeah. Like, okay, this is it. This is ABM. This is what you have to know. Like she was making sure that they understand what's going on and she recognized that it was a lot of information to give in such a short time. So she was like, okay, I know I've been droning on and on. And every 15 minutes or so, she was like, do you have any questions? Can I do anything for you? Are you understanding what's going on? You know? Yeah. So that was really important for her to do. And those presentation skills, I can 
definitely learn from. That's great. You know, like even in school when I'm doing a presentation, maybe not look at the screen so much, like day before, trying to memorize what I'm going to say. So during the day, I know what's going on. Yeah, that's great. And then you, you also had went for lunch that day. Yeah. With uh, with, with Tony and Dan. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Hyatt yeah. Hotel right next to the building. We got seats right next to the waterfall. And Dan was talking about his days as employee. How uh, <laughs> I was right, rather funny story about how you technically hired him in April. Yeah. He came over down in August or July. Yeah. Right. And another co-founder, Eric, he's like, "All right, time for your interview." And he was like, "What? You know? I guess you forgot to tell him." Yeah, I just forgot to you tell know, my co-founder. <laughs> quick memory spasm there yeah. and he was talking to us he was like what do i do what's going on like yeah. i thought i was hired yeah you quit and, a job and yeah. all the way down from minnesota yeah, he, he left his family and everything came down ready to work and um he got to was like, okay interview time let's go and he was like uh, uh, yeah he, he always yeah. gives me uh and, crap uh, about that yeah he was talking about even after that interview he didn't get his actual like job proposal and everything until september yeah so he was completely lost but he said it was worth it over time, yeah. you know, and we were talking. He was saying that he had to let go of some employee. And he asked me to ask you, have you ever fired someone? Cause I just can't see you doing yeah. that. You're like your whole attitude, like you're all so chippy. Yeah. You know, like I can't see you saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I have to let you go. Yeah. So have you? I mean. Yeah, me? Uh, I mean, I have let people go. I mean, like in this company, I have a very different role. Like as a, as a, as a co-founder, I feel like my job is to be the greatest cheerleader for everybody in the company because everybody's working so hard every day. And if anything, I want to just give them more hugs and tell them I love you and and thank them for everything they do. And, 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 and there are definitely tough decisions, right? Like, you know, salespeople don't meet quota and they have to go or team members not working there. They have to. So all the management level people are doing and making those tough decisions. So all I can do is to support them and tell them that how much I care about them. Right. I realize this might be going on past the time limit, but I just want to go back to the sales meeting with Meg because yeah. I actually learned a lot from them. And if I were to say I was a little bit biased when I said that the marketing meeting was my favorite, because even before going into this, I wanted to do something with marketing. Yeah. Like I already said that oh, marketing looks the coolest. So, right. you know, but um, if not the marketing meeting, I think that the sales presentation that Meg gave was the best. Yeah. Because whatever I learned there, I think I can apply it to like my day to day basis when I go back to school, whatever all her presentation skills were amazing. From her, I learned like a good definition of ABM marketing. What is like, it? Until then, I knew, but like I didn't really know. Yeah. So now I know that ABM marketing is like, it's essentially targeting specific businesses that will benefit from your product. And instead of targeting a wide variety of businesses, you go after the one that you think will work best with you. Mm. And she introduced me to two terms, inbound marketing and outbound marketing. So inbound marketing is when the customer comes to you says, I'm interested in your product, but inbound, the problem with inbound marketing is kind of like, you know, you're just waiting there. You're hoping your best, come on, please come to me. I have a good product. But um, outbound marketing is when the company goes to to pursue other specific businesses and it's a more proactive way of marketing your product saying, you know what, I think you're going to work with us. So how about here's our product. Take a look. If you find that it's going to work good with your business, come to us and we'll have a good partnership. So that was great. And she was talking about how, as a person who often uh, closes deals with someone, how important it is to personalize your like sales calls mm. and your deals. Because she was talking about an instance, she was dealing with a customer 
And she always begins her talk or presentation with like an intro slide saying, yeah. here's a little bit about me. I have a son. We do this over the weekends. And she gets like mm. a couple of minutes to say, what about you? You know, yeah. like keep aside all the business talk and get sales to know talk, person. Yeah. Like really personalize the person you're talking to. You're going to be spending a lot of time with them. So try to get to know them and they're going to feel like they're wanted. Yeah. You know, like even if they're choosing between Terminus and someone else, they're like, you know what? They're good, but Terminus really got a chance to know me. They know who I am, what I like, what I don't like. That was really good. I'm sure Maggie's going to be listening to this and, yeah. and, and trying to give you a big hug as soon as she <laughs> finds out you share that. All right. So sales, marketing, customer success, like you were also on the customer success call, yep. ad operations. So you get to see like all hands, uh, all different meetings. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you get a chance to see uh, so many different things. What is one challenge that you want to leave everybody with as, as you get to, because I know you've been to different offices, you've been yeah, to your dad's yeah. office, you've been to this office, you've now, uh, you know, there's clearly contrast mm-hmm. and, and differences there. What do you see? What do you think about it? And what's the challenge that you want to leave everybody with? So uh, my challenge to you guys is just to think about there are two different types of office spaces that are now coming up in this time and place, which is a traditional office sense. There's a lot of cubicles, closed spaces, uh, people coming at 9, 9 a.m., log into their computer, do their stuff, and then they leave at 5. Not so much as communication, but maybe there's more efficiency because mm-hmm. you're all alone with your thoughts. Or what I found at Terminus, which was a more open space, people were talking to each other, getting to know them. So not only doing what they're working, and they do work hard, obviously, yeah. but also finding time to get their laptop away and get to know the people they're working with, being more comfortable around them, because obviously you're going to spend years and years with them to come. So which type of office space would you find more efficient and which office space would you want to work at and why? Yeah, that's yeah. a great that's a great thought to leave everybody yeah. with. It seems as it seems like you've already made a decision. Yeah, I, I, I made a decision, but uh, <laughs> I know there's a couple of people out there or many yeah. people yep. should I say that prefer one over the other. Right. So I just want to get their point of view and yeah. I can learn. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But Barth, that's a lot of really great information. Yeah. I'm so glad dude you did phenomenal. You said you were nervous, but I don't think you like you. You nailed this. You crushed this. And I'm I'm hoping as we share this, people will share this along with their nephews and their kids because this is something I wish every kid would do: is go and go to their offices, their parents' offices, uncles' offices, whatever. It was a great opportunity. I mean, not many uncles are co-founders of you know startups, so it was a good opportunity to get there. That's awesome, dude. That was good. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.